Hello, and welcome to Outnumber the Podcast. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Audrey. And we're homeschooling moms to a combined total of 18 children. We know firsthand that motherhood is full of crazy chaos and overwhelming obligations, but it should also be full of love and laughter. Regardless of where you are on your journey, come join us as we work together to find joy in the chaos of motherhood. Hello and welcome back. We are on episode 37 today. We're talking about stay-at-home moms, kind of a second half to our working moms episode. Um, And this episode is brought to you by Mascot Books and their recently re-released picture book entitled William's Wondering Week. It's the perfect book to teach children about the life and responsibilities of stay-at-home parents. In this adorably innocent children's book, William begins wondering what his mother does all day while he's at school. He comes up with various different activities, wondering if she's playing video games or going to the zoo. He just assumes that she's having fun without him. However, William soon learns that he does not have to wonder anymore. He just has to ask his mother what she does all day. He realizes that his mother is not having fun while he's at school. She's actually working very hard on cleaning, laundry, and other not-so-fun activities. With this new information, the two are able to bond and understand each other better. We love this book because it shines light on the life of a stay-at-home mom. The fact that the work doesn't stop when the kids aren't home and that kids sometimes forget how much work being a mom entails. William's Wondering Week encourages imagination, open communication between parents and kids, and the value of both work and play. So we highly recommend this cute picture book and we'll link it in our show notes. Great. Today, as we promised you a few episodes back in our episode on working moms, we're going to be talking about stay-at-home moms. And we're going to start off with a humor segment. Yes. And I feel like we get our best humor segments from the full-time stay-at-home moms just because we see so much <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so much crap, as I like to say. And this one, it, this one lends itself really well to that saying. So... <laughs> This was this humor segment was submitted um, by Thumbelina41 on Instagram. She said, well, about a year ago, I had to take our fourth daughter to the pediatrician. I get ready to load her in the car, late and in a rush, of course, and out of our van jumps our outside cat. She had apparently been locked in overnight. Having gotten into something she wasn't supposed to eat earlier the day before, before oh. she had a horrible poop, poop in the van, oh. but not just, not just anywhere in our daughter's car seat. Oh, <laughs> So I have to strip the car seat, wipe it out, line it with towels, load the toddler and the four-month-old, and then head out to the sick visit. The car stunk, and the nurse laughed at our best late-for-appointment story ever. (laughs) That is a pretty epic. That's pretty epic late story. (laughs) We actually had one of our – we have outside cats here, too, and we actually had one get stuck in our car. I don't know if it was overnight, but it was like a lot of a day, and when we got in – she didn't hop out. We just heard this horrible scream meow. Like, what is that? It really freaked us out because it's like late at night. We're like, what is that sound? It was like her whining, get me out of this thing. I don't know where I'm going or what's going on. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, we unfortunately we have some funny cat in the van, stuck in the van stories too. <laughs> you think that they would learn, right? You yeah, don't want to get stuck in the door. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And now we're going to talk about what it is that stay-at-home moms do all day. And we're going to talk about the pros and cons of being a stay-at-home mom. Because both Bonnie and I have experience with being a stay-at-home mom. So lots of experience with both the pros and the cons. 
Yeah, we are, just like in our Working Mom episode, we are not trying to invoke guilt to anyone who doesn't stay home with their kids. We're just here to offer information, some support, and some of our own experiences as being um, stay-at-home moms, specifically um, the why, the financial how, what it looks like, et cetera. Yeah. So the why is um, kind of obvious. It goes along with, we'll talk about a lot more of the pros later, but mostly we stay at home to be with our kids because that's where our kids are. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and when you look at people like us with nine children, it would really be financially impossible for us to leave home to work full time, like a nine to five, simply for daycare costs. You know, I haven't done the math, but uh, I'm pretty sure I'd need to make like $500,000 a year to make that even worthwhile, you know? (laughs) And then, you know, when you do work, there are a lot of extra hidden costs that you don't anticipate at the beginning, like a professional wardrobe and dry cleaning, um, eating out for lunch or breakfast just because you're exhausted and you don't have time, more eating out for the family, also because you're exhausted and no time. Um, so just a lot of the, an extra car oftentimes or more gas money for a commute. There's a lot of things um, that can add to that working mom expense. So a lot of us choose to stay home simply for expense reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you're right. We would have to make an awful lot to, even with kids in school, you know, with after school care and yeah, it would yeah. be pretty yeah. expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So many moms envision themselves um, staying at home when they're pregnant with their first child and some others are surprised by it. I don't think I've shared the story of my neighbor yet. Maybe I, I have so. in another episode. Anyway, she um, was a mechan- She was an engineer, mechanical engineer, and trained and loving her job. And um, her and her husband were expecting their first child, and um, she just expected that she was going to, you know, have her mat leave and then go back and enjoy her job and all that. But um, when her child was born, she just absolutely could not separate herself from him and um, put in her two week notice during her mat leave and uh, stayed home and raised her kids. She was very yeah. surprised by it. Yeah, I think actually maybe you did share that in a in a previous episode, but that happens a lot. And I think I've shared as well that I, I had plans to go to graduate school and get um, you know at least at least have a part time uh, job outside of the home, and just couldn't do it. You know, and and I yeah. think that. Th- we just want to mention that so that if you are surprised by it, no, you're not alone. There are a lot of people who thought that their life would look a lot different, but if you've planned it and it ended up that way, then good for you, you know, for anticipating that and being, being willing to stay home with your kids. It can be a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, and then we wanted to mention if you didn't have a full-time stay at home mom as a child to model your behavior after, it can be kind of tricky to figure out what this looks like. So I remember being, I, and I did have a mom who stayed home most of the time when I was a child, but I didn't really know what to do those first couple of years, especially with just one kid. And I didn't have another job or really anything else to entertain me. And, um, it was a lot of lonely time, a lot of um, boredom. I did a lot of shopping because it got me out of the house and around other people, even though we didn't have the money for it. So that was <laughs> a stressor in my life, you know. Um, so there's a lot of things to deal with at that adjustment. And most of us don't go from, whether you planned on staying home with your kids or not, most of us didn't go from staying home to staying home with a child. We went from working to staying home with a child. So that is a huge adjustment to go from seeing people every day and having a fulfilling career or not fulfilling career, but either way, getting out of the house. And then all of a sudden, you know, having your life completely revolve around one or two little people or more and, uh, and your, your own house, it can be kind of frightening. Yeah. You know, that's interesting to think about. I didn't, um, 
I, I sort of did and didn't have a stay-at-home mom. My mom was um, always there when when we um, were at home, but um, she had a daycare, that uh, child care. She did child care, so she was always very, very busy with her time. I guess it would kind of be like, I don't know, like me having a bunch of kids, <laughs> but mm-hmm, it was her, mm-hmm. you know, it was her business. She was doing it to help bring in extra money. And then after, um, after a while, when we went, we were all um, of school age, then my mom went and worked in the school system so that she could, you know, be home when we were home. So that's interesting um, what you say about, you know, not knowing what to do and how to behave as a stay at home mom. I, I think I kind of went through a transition period there too, where just trying to figure out what to do with myself because I also went from working to, you know, being a stay at home mom. So, yeah. Yeah. So the financial how, um, now we did a really good, um, in-depth episode about how to afford kids in episode 25. And that was a really, um, that's a really good episode and lots of tips. Like we could just say everything again, but we won't just go listen to that episode. Uh, but one, I think one of the most important things for me or for us to pull out of that episode is we sacrifice stuff for time together. And um, so for our family, that looks like, you know, we don't have a boat, but that doesn't mean we don't spend time together. We go um, rent a boat and if we want to go to the lake or we, you know, just go swim in the water together at the lake together or something like that. And we just don't have the possession of a boat is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> In fact, my teenage son, um, we were driving home. Oh, this is several years back and we were driving home and my husband was, um, pointing out something that the neighbors had some, some possession. It was a boat or a plane or, you know, a car or something. And my son, my son sitting in the back and he says in his sarcastic teenager voice, he says, yeah, his wife works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all you do is sit around on your butt, Audrey. Gosh, How irritating, you know? The nerve of you. <laughs> okay, so anyway, just the basic thought of sacrificing things for um, memories and time together. Um, again, I'm going to point people to um, Live Free Miranda and the Live Free Creative podcast. Her um, whole mantra is less stuff, more adventure. And I think I can fall in line behind that one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then another thought to keep in mind is if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're not going to be a stay-at-home mom for life. Your kids are either going to move out at some point or go to school or reach a point where they don't need a mom at home to you know, wipe their butts and make their meals or whatever. (laughs) So then that will be an opportunity for you to start working. You know, you can work out of the home like Bonnie and I do, or you can um, go, you know, get a, get a job or something. Um, So the, the stay at home mom period is not uh, a a forever thing that that's kind of something that helps me um, keep in mind about little kids just in general of raising little kids. It's not a forever thing. Yeah, yeah. And you know, motherhood is so unique in the fact that it really is a job. It requires a ton of work and sacrifice. And it's the only job I know of that requires so much intense labor and devotion for a handful of years. And then your goal is literally to work yourself out of a job, right? Like (laughs) a good mom is one who trains her children to not need her. And that's a really unique thing and, and something that causes a lot of emotional angst. I think that number one, it requires so much work out of us, but that number two, we're actually not supposed to 
be our children's mom for, I shouldn't say it like that. We are their mom forever, but we're not supposed to care for them physically forever. We're supposed to for a short time. And then we teach them to care for themselves. And then we teach them to go out and make something of themselves. And I just think that it's important to remember that because number one, it can help us get, it can help us from getting lost in the work of, of motherhood. And remember that we're still a person. We're going to have time when they're gone. Um, we should still as best as we can try to develop our own talents. Um, and, and number two, just to try to enjoy those years, even the chaotic poop filled screaming ones like my day today, which is crazy, <laughs> but to try to enjoy it as much as we can, because it will not last forever. And I know I hate saying that because I used to get so irritated when some grandma at the store would tell me that, Oh, just enjoying them. And my kids are like screaming and climbing all over me. And I'm like, you enjoy them, you know, <laughs> but it's just an important thing to remember that 18 years seems like a long time, but in the grand scheme of things, it just really is not, you know? Yeah. You know, I think uh, another part of this is part of our identity is um, being a mother. Once we're a mom, that's just part of our identity. But I have seen um, some women, just some that I know and some, you know, just observing them from afar, that they kind of lose their identity after their children are grown and don't need them to be mom anymore. Mm -hmm, (laughs) I mean, mm -hmm, you know, once you birth a child, you're always a mother, but you're not, you're not needed as a mom after a certain point. And I have seen some women kind of lose their identity after that, because it is a huge part of who we are when we're a mom. It's, it's everything to us. It's all our being. And, and I love what you said about remembering to, to take care of yourself in emotionally and and mentally in your identity, who you are. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, along those lines, your relationship with your husband can often suffer. So I seem to see the same thing, that kind of loss of identity when children leave home and also uh, some struggles in marriages when kids leave home. Because all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm stuck with you again. What's your name again? (laughs) (laughs) We've barely seen each other for the last 20, 30 years as kids are crazy. But, but to not make your husband a priority during those, those young child years can be a really dangerous thing. And so that's kind of one of my biggest, uh, you know, tips for young moms is that if you are not a priority for yourself and your husband is not a priority, then the kids will leave and you'll be left alone with you and your husband and, and relationships with yourself and your husband that are not healthy. And it's so important to make those priorities, even when the kids want to take up every last second of your time. Yeah, a hundred percent. Any relationship that can um, withstand the rigors of chi- children and beyond is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's one to stick with, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Audrey and I both really feel blessed to be able to stay home. We know that that is not that. We know that there are many people that ache to do that and that cannot financially or for other reasons. Um, but we just want to say, if it's a priority for you and you just can't seem to find a way, keep trying. It, it's really worth trying to find a way to make that work if you feel like that's the right path for you and your family. And if it's not, no guilt there either. Um, but I, I do know that uh, sometimes it just takes some prayer and some thought and some some good a good hard look at the finances to, to make it work. I remember watching a show, uh, I wish I could, would remember what it is, 60 Minutes or some, some news show back in the day that um, analyzed a family that both parents were working, both mom and dad, and the mom really hated it. She wanted to be home with her babies. And, but she said, we just can't afford it. We just can't afford it. So they had some financial experts sit down with her and look at the finances. And in the end, after all her expenses, like we talked about earlier, the, the, um, commuting and the wardrobe and daycare and everything else, she was netting a hundred dollars a month. 
from her phone. (laughs) Yeah. And when they broke the news to her, she just sobbed. She's like, I'm leaving my babies every day for a hundred dollars a month. Seriously? (laughs) You know? And she quit. (laughs) You know, and again, if if working is is the way that you want to live your life and that gives you fulfillment and that's the thing for you and your family, do it and do it proudly. But if it's not and it's something that you've really struggled with and you want to stay home with your kids, there just might be a way, you know? And, And we just want to put that plug in to say, keep trying if it's really, really important to you. Okay. Now we're going to talk about some of the pros. What lots of time with kids does both for them and for us. So some things um, that have lots of studies have been done. We're not going to link them or cite specific ones. You can go look them up. But apparently when um, kids are with their parents in the preschool, pre school years, they are smarter when they start school. Um, They're happier. So I don't know how they measure that one, but apparently (laughs) (laughs) happiness is up there on the scale. Being with your mom makes sense, right? Something I've noticed in my kids is that they're more settled and calm when, when I'm with them than when I, when I'm go away and I come back and they're pretty crazy and Mm -hmm. (laughs) have to be a, 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 a time period of calming, settling down for them to get kind of back in their rhythm and their routine. And, you know, part of that is just someone being in tune with their needs and what they need. And that whole mom intuition that we talked about in episode 27, I think it is that um, it's given to us to be with our, to help our children. And if we're with them, then it's obviously helpful to them. If we're not with them, um, I think we talked about in that episode how just spending more time with our kids helps develop that more. And um, so I think I understand that not all families can have a one, you know, live on a one income or have mom stay at home. But I do think that if at all possible, it is the best option for the kids and for the mom both. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I'm the kind of person that when I went into motherhood, I was excited about having babies, but also a little bit um, anxious because I've never been a big kid person. I just don't really like kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny, but I had nine, and you, you know? And you had nine of them. Yeah. Now, I love my children, don't get me wrong, and I love my nieces and nephews, and they're so much fun, but um, that's just not really my personality to like play with them and get down on their level. So when I say this, understand that sometimes it's a struggle for me to, you know, make sure that they stay a priority above the, my other interests in my life. But when they are, my life is so much more fulfilled. Like I have learned lessons from my kids and I'm talking like stay at home during the nitty gritty, horrible days that I'm thinking I'd, I'd rather be anywhere but here. <laughs> I've learned lessons that I, I don't think I could have learned really anywhere else. You know, families are, are put together for a reason. I really believe that. And I think that the things that, you know, like you say, I love how that phrase you use, they work things into us and we work things into them. It's work, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Having a family is a lot of work. Um, but as we do our best to improve each day in our relationship, the more hours we have together, the, the quicker we get better at those relationships, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, but, but of course, that being said, there are some cons of too much time together. And if anyone understands those, it's homeschooling moms. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, if I have to look at your face one more time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but sometimes it's really, really stressful to have, like for me, it's the noise. The noise factor is just oh, yeah. nonstop. And if I don't have, you know, five minutes of quiet during my day, I think I'm going to go crazy. Um, so, you know, noise level, mess factor, um, the fact that 
you know, we, we talk about making yourself and your husband a priority, but that's a little bit different, difficult when there are little kids there all the time that need you all the time. Um, so I would say one, one little tip I want to share during this portion is to make sure that your children understand where your priorities lie. Now, now they should know that they are way up there on your priority list, that nothing outside of the home comes above them. Right. But they should also know that you have to take care of yourself first right? They should know that, you know, you could even use a pet as an example, right? So tell your kid, you need to take care of your, your kitty, right? You love them and you pet them and you feed them and you water them. But what happens if you don't get enough sleep or you don't get enough to eat? How easy is it for you to take care of your kitty? It's not because you're suffering first, right? So mom has to do the same thing. And I found that that's really beneficial, especially for the little kids to understand, Hey, I'd love to help you right now, but I literally haven't eaten any food today that's not healthy. I'm going to eat my food and then I'm going to come help you with whatever that toy fiasco is that you're freaking out <laughs> over right now. Whatever catastrophic emergency you're having right now. You know. Oh, that is such a good point because I, you know, I do spend a lot of time sacrificing, <laughs> like, you know, even having to go to the bathroom for crying out loud. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold it for like, three, four hours because I'm dealing with kids stuff or whatever. And I'm like, my goodness. Okay. I just have to go to the bathroom guys. Can I please just go yeah. to the bathroom? And it's no and wonder that my bathroom might take like a half an hour because, yeah. but if I get in there with under, behind a locked door, I'm going to take my time. <laughs> oh dear. No, it's, it's true. It can be way too easy to let yourself slide. So, you know, you deserve basic human rights. Make sure you're getting those first before you're helping your kids. Um, Thank you for that reminder. Yes, no problem. And then I also wanted to mention um, to just be graceful with yourself before this episode, uh, we started recording, Audrey and I were talking about how much uh, is required of us as stay-at-home moms, you know? So if you just think about the household logistics and running a household, that's basically a full-time job, especially with a bunch of little kids running around, making sure they have food and clean clothes and the house is, you know, not so disgusting that someone's going to catch a disease from it. And all these (laughs) running kids here and there and making sure they're doing their homework, et cetera, et cetera. And then on the other hand, there's the actual mothering, loving your children and um, physically caring for them and et cetera. They're basically two full-time jobs. And if you add in homeschooling or any other hobbies or jobs, it is a lot on your plate. And sometimes it is just impossible to get to everything. And so when my life gets like that, I like to scale it back to the bare basics and realize it's okay if all we're doing today is eating and being together. It's okay if Mm. all we're getting done is diaper changes, you know? And like we talked about in our um, survival times, those come fast and hard sometimes as a stay-at-home mom. Sometimes they come one after another, you know? Yeah. And you just get over one and there's another one hitting you for some reason. And it can be so overwhelming. But even if years look like that, it's okay. You're, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is keeping your children alive, loving them and knowing them and, and showing them that mom will always be there. And, and just to be graceful to yourself and, and have a little bit of extra patience with yourself because you are doing an excellent job. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, you mentioned, you know, turning, doing, helping, making sure your kids have their homework done and you, know, you drive kids to this appointment and that appointment and turning into a chauffeur or you become a slave for everybody. Um, I think there's a real uh, tendency that um, to be undervalued both in the family and in society. I'm going to talk more about um, society and societal cons of being a stay-at-home mom later. But you can't let like that come into the home and be undervaluing 
your job as a mom that um, <laughs> you're keeping people alive and, <laughs> you know, they would die without you there in the home. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, other if something happened to us, our husbands would make other plans and provisions for the kids. But we are right now the plan to keep the kids alive (laughs) and to keep them fed and to keep more than just the baseline, you know, to keep them happy and to educate them. And, and we need to, I think, first of all, not undervaluate that under value that in ourselves and then kind of protect it and not let others undervalue it as well. Yeah. And um, on the flip side, one of the pros that I've been thinking about is the fact that as a stay-at-home mom, we do have more time to take care of um, the house and the logistics of running running a household. Um, The work side of my life right now has been really heavy. And as I'm spending more time doing that, I'm realizing everything that is not getting done in my house. And I think for years, I really took that for granted. Uh, The fact that at the drop of a hat, I would have the chance to reorganize the pantry if it just wasn't working for us anymore. Or if, um, you know, my kid was growing out of clothes and he didn't have any shorts, I had the time to go to the store and pick him out some new clothes or to box up the stuff that didn't fit and put it away. I mean, just these little things that fill your day that you don't realize how valuable are for keeping your house in order. And it can really be a stressor when you don't have time for that. And so it's one of those things that, you know, it's kind of double-edged sword. You think, oh, if I have to go through one more box of clothes or if I have to do one more load of laundry, but at least you have the time to do it, right? At least you can. And, and it might not ever look like it's put away, but every load you do means your kid has a drawer full of clean clothes. I'm so proud of you. Look at that. (laughs) It's amazing to actually get to these tasks that need to be done and they need to be done every single day. And it's, it's very easy to undervalue that, like you said, but it's very, very important. You know, I think most of us, most of our husbands don't know what it's like to open a drawer and see it empty <laughs> or, or at least not have it close at hand in a clean basket. Right. We'll give you that if it doesn't get put away. But, um, yeah. The magical laundry fairy that keeps everything, yes. you know, <laughs> she was here. She did it again. Uh, you know, it's so easy to um, complain if there's not clean clothes in a drawer. You know, my kids are like, Hey, I don't have any clean jeans, but how often do we remind them to be thankful when there is a clean full Mm -hmm. load, you know, drawer of clothes or whatever it's, we can help our kids appreciate us to teach them to appreciate us. Well, that's a really good point because I think that there is nothing so irritating as an adult who has no clue what kind of service is done for him or what is required of life. You know, like the young adults that go out into the world and they have no clue what it takes to run a household, no clue what it takes to load a dishwasher. Um, (laughs) But by showing them at a very young age, hey, did you see what I was doing all morning long? I was working on this laundry. I really don't appreciate that you just took your clean clothes and dumped them on the floor or, you know, to keep (laughs) your kids aware of what you do for them so that they are great. And so that they, you know, it, it, it's a win-win. You'll get more love and they'll become better contributing members of society as they go out and try to serve others because they know how much work being alive digs. So other pros are being available and uh, at home to homeschool your kids. This is not to say that if you are working that you can't um, homeschool your kids. I have seen um some very good friends of ours, the dad homeschooled the kids in his um, hours after he got home from um, work. And cool. that was their model. Yeah. Yeah. That was their model. And um, it, it worked for them. I'm not saying you can't homeschool if you work, uh, but it is 
a more common model for the, you know, the mother or the stay at home parent to be the one homeschooling. So you have time and you're available to do that. Or if your kids are in school, you can volunteer or work at the kid's school like my mom did. Um, you know, just imagine the situations because you're, you're open and you have time. You can help care for a sick one. You can work on house projects, remodel, take up a hobby, etc. Um, Lots yeah. of time available that isn't spent working. Yeah. Sometimes it seems hard to find any extra, but um, it, it really is there if you look for it. And if you, um, you know, make, make it sacred, that extra time that you have away from, or not away from the kids, but, you know, when you're not doing household stuff. Yeah. Don't waste it all on social media, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know that can be really hard. Scrolling, scrolling, um, yeah. In fact, just a tip there. So I've, I've noticed that, you know, when I when my kids are down or, um, you know, all of a sudden I don't have any pressing needs to do right this second, it's easy to turn on my phone or whatever and just mindlessly scroll to kind of decompress. But I've found that if I already have a list at the beginning of the day of things I'd like to do just for me, not even things I have to do, but you know, so laundry's mostly done. Kids are down for a nap instead of just picking up my phone and accidentally wasting an hour. I know we've all been there and you're like, shoot, that hour's <laughs> gone. And now my kid's waking up. Um, I like to have a list ahead of time of things I'd like to do. Even something as simple as paint my nails or read a book or make a batch of cookies that I wanted, you know, to put it on paper so that I'm not going, oh good, I can sit down for a couple of seconds. And there's nothing wrong with sitting down, but I just mean, if you find yourself wasting hours, um, that you wished you would have done something for yourself. That's just a tip to write it down ahead of time and say, I really want to read a chapter in my book. Do that first. And then you can check Instagram later. <laughs> uh, that's a great tip. You and I are great list makers, aren't we, Bonnie? Yeah, I, I know. If you're not a list maker, I'm sorry. This podcast might drive you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I love lists. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that being a mom and a household manager can seem like two separate full-time jobs. Um, but I think that it's important to recognize the difference in that. So sometimes I'll be so busy with the household tasks that I will neglect the motherhood part of it a little bit. And I'll, I'll feel irritated because the household is still not clean and all picked up and, and nice and tidy, but I'm not spending enough quality time with my kids. So even with those two tasks, you know, lists of tasks, it's important to have some sort of a balance so that you're able to make your, still make your kids a priority. Has anyone had that happen? Like where you're, you know, running all over town, even as a stay at home mom, and you realize I haven't even really connected with my kids today. And that's really should be my, my number one priority, right? Is to be the mother and not necessarily just the household manager, although it feels like, like you're doing more of that sometimes. So. Oh, Hey, I just had an idea, something that you could do to help you, us, to help us, um, value what we're doing and to see everything that we're doing, like how we are working two full-time jobs. So you could make a, a job listing as if you were going to hire a household manager and put everything on the list that they would need to do. And then yeah. you could make a separate job listing for a mom and everything that, or, you know, a care provider and what, everything that they would need to do. <laughs> Just look at the list. I bet they, that would be pretty amazing. Oh, I'm talking about lists again. Oh, well, that's yeah, who I we know, are, I right? know. I was going to say, wait, is your tip to make a list? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it is to make a list. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength. No, I love that idea, especially if you have ungrateful children or maybe even a wonderful husband who doesn't quite fully understand everything that goes on every day to write that list and put it on the fridge. And in fact, it could even be a family activity and you could have everyone make lists of the obligations that they have and the things that are required of them. You know, for a small child, it could be something as simple as play with my toys, clean up my toys, get dressed, use the potty, et cetera. For an older kid, it could be go to school, finish my homework, really, you know, dive deep on it. So I've understood the concept, go to band practice, practice my instrument, help out at home, et cetera. Um, I actually recently read an article about this and how to use technology to stay on the same page with a husband. It was, it was talking about a software you could use to to do that. Um, but it really got me thinking about sitting down with my husband and really both opening up and understanding each other's, um, you know, the require our job requirements. Sometimes I just see him leave in the morning and come back at night. And I don't really fully understand the pressures and stresses that are on him as a full-time provider. And he doesn't always understand the stresses involved in, you know, running the household all day long. So I love that idea. I think it's great. (laughs) Yeah. I often wonder, um, like I just have this little imagine game I play. Like, what would it be like if my husband and I switched roles for a day and he stayed home mm-hmm. with the kids and did everything I do in a day? And if I tried to, you know, go to work and do everything that he did in a day, like I think we would appreciate each other more. <laughs> just yeah, because I think so too. Yeah, you know, just thinking about that, like I have no clue how to do what mm-hmm. he does, and and yeah. he might not, he might feel a little overwhelmed at everything I have to do in a day too. Yeah. Although I do say, I liked it. My famous line to him is, imagine you're at work and you're trying to finish a project and the kids come in and start pulling all your file folders out and throwing everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's the difference between your job and my job. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just give them a little bit of a hard time, but (laughs) yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to say something that's maybe a little bit controversial. Yeah, I think there is a war um, on motherhood right now in our society. Okay, and I'm not going to get political or go too much deeper into it than that. But I do think that um, being a mom, being a mother, being a stay at home mom is one of the least desirable jobs in our society or portrayed as one of the least desirable jobs in our society. I think there's um, pretty big societal pressure and bias against stay-at-home moms. Um, And uh, like, I'm not going to go too much farther into this, but I do understand the feelings of feeling that pressure and that bias and that undervalued as a stay-at-home mom. Um, You know, so say we get together with another couple and um, we meet them, introduce ourselves, and they're like, Oh, so what are you guys doing? They say to my husband, so what do you do? And he talks about what he does. And then they look at me and what do you do? And uh, then I kind of get stuck. Like, (laughs) okay, yes, I stay home and I raise my children. And I like, but how much do you want to know? Like if I say, oh, I stay at home with the children, then there's this huge kind of bias package that against that, that comes with that. Um, You know, they have these preconceived ideas of I sit home with my feet up and eat bonbons all day or or something. (laughs) Wait, you don't do that? Or or even that I have a low intelligence um, and I can't work outside the home or I would never make it in a professional setting. You know, I'm too dumb to to work. I'm I'm stupid. That's why I have to stay at home with my kids. And I, I think I've probably said enough, but I do understand 
that there is that out there in society. No, I'm over here nodding emphatically. I totally agree with you. (laughs) In fact, I think we've all been in a situation like that where we're all making introductions and what comes out of your mouth? I'm just a stay at home mom. Yeah. I hate it when I say that because I know how powerful being a mother is. I do. But it's really hard to make yourself feel valued when you say it like that because there are many people that are both mothers and you know, have a full-time job or something else. And so for some reason, if you choose to stay home with your children and give them your full attention and full capacity, your full intelligence, that somehow that's looked down upon and it doesn't make any sense at all. It really doesn't. But I I totally believe you. I think that that now some circles are obviously a lot more friendly to stay at home moms than others. Um, And hopefully all of you out there have found a circle that's friendly to you, a church circle or a, or a circle of friends or a library group or whatever that values what you do each and every day, because it is so valuable. No one will value you as much as your children. And really you can never have that impact on anyone else's life. Like you do on your children's. There's no one who can impact like that. You know what I'm going to do next time somebody introduces themselves to me and they, I ask them what they do and they say, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm going to tell them thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just to start changing the paradigm. I'm going to say thank you. Thank you for caring for your kids and for making the future happen. Yes. Yes. You're, we're literally raising the next generation, the politicians and the attorneys and the doctors and the moms and the dads and all of the people that will make the future happen. And I know that sounds really cliche and kind of hokey, but it's true. It is true. It's true. And it doesn't matter how lonely and isolating it can feel. I, I really feel like the most valuable things we do can seem like the most pointless sometimes. But if you can yeah. remember that, if you can post that on your wall sometime, you are raising the future, you know, or or whatever sign that's going to really just keep you motivated and keep you going, do it because you are valuable and, and your children will let you know that someday. It will probably be 40 years down the road and it'll be yeah. <laughs> too late to make you feel good about it today, but it will be worth it eventually, you know? So um, I totally am w- right with you right there. Yeah, you know, I was sitting with my five-year-old the other day, and um, my five-year-old and my two-year-old, and I had this little preschool activity printed out for him, and um, it was cutting practice. And I was sitting there while they were, you know, clumsily hacking away at the paper with their scissors. I was thinking, okay, what value am I adding to the world right now, teaching my children this cutting practice? Because, you know, if they never saw scissors in their life, and suddenly, you know, they if they never saw scissors until they were 12 years old and they picked up a scissors, they would figure it out how to use it. Right. I mean, it's a scissors, right? (laughs) So they pick it up and they figured out how to use it. So what is the point of me sitting here with my five-year-old and three-year-old as they hack away at paper with this scissors? Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. And, And I don't know that I came to any profound conclusion other than everything that we've been talking about. It's me sitting here, touching my kid, holding my kid, Showing them that they're important enough for me to sit here while they hack away at paper (laughs) with the scissors. And they matter that much to me. And also, I am having an effect on the future. Like, I'm sending a kid out into the world that... how to use the scissors. I don't know. No, I think think you did come to a profound conclusion and that's that they matter. That they matter enough to take 
to take your time and your energy and your love and your attention to sit with them and do something as mundane as hack at a piece of paper, you know? And and we've <laughs> talked about this before that when a child is misbehaving or is having a hard time, oftentimes the number one, probably most of the time, the number one thing you can do for them is to just be with them, is to just spend time. And as a stay-at-home mom, the majority of your time feels just like quantity, right? It's just a mass amount of yeah. qu- time. You're just doing all these things. It's not a lot of quality of time. And we talked about this in in the one-on-one time episode. But that's what they need is they need quality and quantity. <laughs> that's what I meant to say. They need yeah. quantity of time with you. They need to know that they matter, you know? And it doesn't mean yeah. that, they, that you can't raise great kids if you don't have a lot of time with them. But the number one way of showing them that is just to spend time with them. And so the more we can do that with him, the more well-adjusted, amazing competent human beings they'll be. And we'll, we'll send them out in the world and be so proud of them. And, you know, that comes a large part from the time we spent with them. Yeah. The other day I was thinking about in our uh, Mother's Day episode, I was thinking about what each of those three women said that they wanted for their children in the yeah. to mm-hmm. send them out in the world. And I was thinking that um, because they are, they have that desire for their kids and because, you know, we can have good desire for our kids and then we can send them out into the world just basically as loved humans, that's going to make such a difference for them in their future. Yes. Yes, totally. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and for recommendations, uh, the only thing we really have for you is the book we mentioned earlier in this episode, William's Wondering Week. It's a great way to get kids um, aware of what mom does when she's home and they're gone and to hopefully have them value you a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for chatting about this this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, we'd be so grateful if you'd leave us a written review on iTunes. If you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, you can reach us at outnumberthepodcast at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at outnumberthepodcast. See you next week. Hey, am I going on now? Or are you still got something else? Um, go ahead and I'll come back to this. I've been talking a lot, so go okay. ahead. Okay. Okay.